Each of the tracing nodes stays before us. All DC to the data nodes emerged over the past four years, such as Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Each of the tracing nodes stays before us. All DC to the data nodes emerged over the past four years, such as Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Each of the tracing nodes stays before us. All DC to the data nodes emerged over the past four years, such as Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. And the challenges facing the United States in human rights are deep-seated. They did not just emerge over the past four years, such as Black Lives Matter. It did not come up only recently. So we do hope that for our two countries, it's important that we manage our respective affairs well, instead of deflecting the blame on somebody else in this world. Well, that was the, uh, the ass-handing that the America's Secretary of State, uh, Antony Blinken, received uh, in Alaska when trying to tell China how to proceed and how we were going to proceed. Uh, that didn't end well, obviously, and that was only a very small part of it. But I think it's, that's a really interesting clip in that, uh, well, the China angle could actually be doing America a favor, or it could actually be doing us a tremendous harm, and I'll cover that in a little bit here. But um, the whole irony, grand irony thing is that we were told that Trump was eroding uh, the world's confidence in America. Remember that? How horrible it was? Uh, and the way they handed, him to, they handed it to him was truly a reality check. Uh, and it's interesting, uh, if you look at the little graphic I include, you'll see that uh, one of the media outlets in India seems to think that uh, Antony Blinken is a great going to be a great guy uh, for diplomacy going forward, right? Uh, and it looks like they, you know, they went all in on that. This is more of the foreshadowing clue saying in the media instead of calling out reality. So, um, yeah, good luck with that, India. I feel so sorry for people that think they understand America from what they catch of, uh, on, on, you know, broadcast news that they get. Poor people. So there's, but there's nothing like a wake-up call, and that was kind of a wake-up call. That exchange between Secretary of State Blinken and China could be described kind of like the Xi and Mr. Biden out on the, just imagine them out on the Mongolian plains. Uh, the one word to describe that was ouch. Uh, and I think that Biden ought to get rid of that possibilities thing. That was pretty stupid. Possibilities in the mind of a communist are it's possible to dominate America, right? And it's kind of bigger than it seems. Uh, what happened there, the exchange. America's kind of become the Hatfields and the McCoys. And uh, it, we've been like that for a while, a little bit. And it's, but it's really, really horrible now. One party went through some radical changes recently. Uh, but accuses the other party of creating a landscape of untenable debate and uh, you know anything substantive, uh, and the, and the conservatives or Republicans of you know holding back progress. Um, it just gets a little tricky when you actually ask them what progress. You could you detail that because they can't. Progress is letting dead people vote and stuff. So when America's largest foes, because. And it wasn't just China recently. Russia has been openly mocking us as well. The foreign policy and the new president we have and stuff. So we have a problem. But there is a silver lining for the smart people. As bad as these foreign actors are, 
their creative input is kind of the only real break from us who have been in this echo chamber of I know you are, but what am I? From the children of Washington and the press that are, st are stuck in it, you know? Uh, she and Putin are not Hatfields or McCoys, so that ought to, somebody ought to take notice of that and they're going to try and spit on that. And what can we extract or what can we glean from these developments? Again, we had fake media telling us uh, Trump was ruining America, right? And there are also claims that he was so tough that he was destroying our position. And he was so weak that Russia interfered to make him president. Uh, so it, they kind of did everything. Uh, now, we do have evidence that Russia interfered because they have for decades but they did not make him president, right? So the, the Russians here, and it's great with the intelligence community because if you keep kind of keep some of their statements in your mind, future ones just don't make any sense. Uh, for instance, we heard that Russia's intelligence, their intelligence service, their, their intelligence community is top-notch, they're exceptional, they're, they're adept at getting... Uh, information we don't want them to have, and they, they've they collected quite a bit on us. So when they say something like that, uh, you have to know that they know Hillary was crooked enough to make the backdoor deals and stuff, and the, and the Bidens as well, uh, getting Ukraine kickbacks. So according to the seditious folks at the FBI and the CIA, uh, Russia's intelligence community is so good, they're probably laughing at the at who is president right now. So that's a tip. Don't tell us how capable the enemy is in, in, when it comes to intelligence gathering. And then expect those skilled adversaries to believe your lies. You can lie to us. You, you guys gotten really good at it. But uh, if they've been collecting on us, they know you're lying. It's just uh, it's kind of a pathetic attempt to think that uh, you're going to scare us by telling us how good they are and then think that they don't know really what's going on. Just the Americans are paying for all this other evidence. They don't know what's going on. So, um, and also it's easy to fool a couple million Americans who are trying to pin personal failures on the government when outcomes aren't the same or their outcomes, the personal outcomes in their lives. They don't flourish when they're far below everybody else. And it's pretty easy to do that uh, because the same people who've been telling us conservatives are backing a dictator. Remember Trump, you know, if you're behind him, you're with them, you're a racist or whatever. If you're back in a dictator, they accuse Trump of trying to destroy democracy and rule of law, right? And fiscal and uh, uh, everything, structural relationship. But these people work with BLM fundraisers, uh, including the Chinese Progressive Association. And they help raise funds for BLM itself through Black Futures Lab. So it's kind of weird. I, I think I said it in yesterday's episode or the day before that it really looks like uh, make America China again would be uh, something that we should have on hats for Biden people. Because um, when it comes to the bully, America has been terrorized by BLM and Tifa and the failure of the FBI to speak the truth for a while now. China knows this. So when they called out BLM uh, as being evidence of racism in this country or um, human rights issues, touche, China. 
because these left, leftist guys decided it would be a, a good hand to play. Uh, I think I've kind of bit them in the butt. So. But the Marxist politicians have been... I think this is the like the last chance power drive, right? They're trying to gain enough power to cement something in and r remove sensible negotiators from governing the country. But they're getting close enough to where they think they can kind of slam the door behind them and keep things as, as is for a while. Um, and they gained power by enlisting criminals and fringe individuals, fringe groups, right? It's kind of a ragtag bunch. And at some point that stuff will, it will come to a boil because they're going to want different things. Uh, but the thing that sucks most about the socialists doing what they're doing to the country is that they've actually created more victims uh, and they're pretending that perpetrators are victims because we've seen how much... Uh, you, you have to look up the you have to look up the datum. This whole uh, anti-Asian violence, uh, they they want to sh shift and change policy based on an event or two when really uh, large sums of this anti the, this anti-violent uh, this anti-Asian violence has been perpetrated by the black community. And I'll explain why there's a potential scientific basis that nobody seems to talk about because our scientists have become politicians. Um, the problem also is once you start to get more and more attention drawn, something, uh, the leftists are like, they're, they're fans of Hollywood. You need big superstars, right? You got all eyes on that person, then they can push that agenda item out, and it make, gets good traction. So they're pretending that, the, the, that the, they understand the root problem of... of Everything that's going wrong, and that's wrong. So su support for their stupid ideas would be small if it weren't propped up by fake news and, and prizes being handed out. Uh, I think last summer the prize was if you can get out and loot something, that you won't be arrested. So it's kind of a, hey, we can't pay you for rioting, but you can help yourself to whatever's in the store. Um, here's where I want to talk about the scientists. And they failed us, and they're continuing to fail us, and they're going to continue to fail us. Think about this pattern, because it, it works for uh, climate change, it works for different health outcomes or success outcomes between different demographics in our country. Um, so I know it's kind of harsh saying the scientists failed us, because they're really supposed to be um, conducting scientific study looking for applications of the findings, right? But um, these scientists also have to know that politicians and other scientists are misusing the findings, and they remain silent. So they're guilty of something. Because uh, remember, your silence is violence. Yeah. So one of the worst changes, it's not progress or anything, is the blurring of duties and the abuse of the term experts. So, you know, because... Not only are they behaving like politicians, these scientists, they have experts who are operating well outside their specialty. Uh, but socialists love having high-profile elitist partners. Uh, but I want to talk about a few specific individual things that you can go read for yourself, if you don't believe me. National Institutes of Health. Uh, you kind of wonder why we have a disparity between the numbers of violent crime in different demographics. 
today the young adults uh, who are the product of mothers who th they should thank their mothers if they smoked when they were pregnant uh, and I'll explain this because it covers a few things the um, one of the biggest pushes for Green New Deal is that they're trying to push this um, the fact that marginalized communities and people of color are being uh, adversely uh, impacted much greater than other people um, let's start with the smoking because we're on that let's start with the asthma and the breathing issues they, they say my child can't breathe because uh, middle-class people have a better life and they're blah 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 okay let's point out the difference between all other classes and low-income poor people they smoke twice as much and people of color uh, 70 percent of them smoke menthols which have hundreds of extra additional chemicals in there right and what the National Institutes of Health has ascertained is that you're going to have breathing issues because of a immune system an immune system protein associated with the inflammation uh, and and the outcome of I, I guess it's interleukin 8 IL8 and this is much more prevalent in children like I said uh, who were born of mothers who smoked before delivery uh, one of the behavioral impacts from this from the same thing is that young boys are six times as likely to have a condition that's known as uh, oppositional defiant order uh, for younger children these boys are it's the precursor to conduct disorder okay but they're always going to be irritable hostile hostile towards authority figures uh, easily angered antisocial uh, as they get older unless something corrects this for them they become even more antisocial engage in things like vandalism truancy lying aggressive behaviors now there's also ADHD associated with this but there's no increase in the prevalence of the ADHD unless they already have ODD so the normal observed higher rate of uh, ADHD but they're twice as likely if they have ODD and the mother smoked to also have ADHD and it's really cheap it's a cheap shot to blame police for for black violence when the mothers are smoking like I said a rate twice as high and children are going to have breathing disorders respiratory disorders and also um, what very well could be the reason why you have increased aggression uh, because again uh, the age groups uh, 13 to 29 report or represent themselves one and a half times the rate of violent proclivity to violence and engage in violent victimizations as any other age group older um, most records don't really include uh, 12 or younger so who knows where that is but um, along with that 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 failure to pick that out you may have caught previous episodes where I mentioned the disparate health outcomes for delivering mothers of color themselves where they blamed it on racist health system healthcare systems uh, they, they failed to find the any kind of link or the fact that 53% of all black women of childbearing years in this country are obese and 28% of them are morbidly obese and they're still 
risking having children. I, I get it. You want to have kids? You want to have kids. But don't know or don't ignore the data and then wonder why there's more mothers of color are losing their lives trying to have a child. It's just, it's, it's not right. Um, you want to go back to other things like this. Uh, here's how the reti uh, re retired government employees kind of keep these old agenda things and these stories circulating. Uh, I guess last EPA, the last August, the EPA uh, decided to change the coal-fired power plant regulations, right? Before Trump got out. And this is a great agenda versus science versus con story. And it's a fact. Well, you can just look. People loved Obama. Uh, EPA people loved Obama because he gave them more power, right? So they liked his plan so much that even if better for human environment technology became available, that better for you know our health and the health of the planet, that's also less costly to, were to emerge, and, and it did, it has, uh, they're going to pretend that Trump EPA changes are killing people. So... And, and that's even easier now under this whole coronavirus, coronavirus fashion, right? Uh, put it this way. Obama's plans and his regulations gave coal steam plans eight years to gain compliance. Trump gave them only three, and they're angry about it. So uh, it's also likely, more likely, that the opposition to these recent changes is strong because they, simply because they want fossil fuels gone. They want to pretend like it's for the environment, it's good for this and that. Well, we found better, cheaper ways that are better for the planet, better for respiratory health, uh, to to clean these the coal ash and such out. Uh, but they don't like it. So you see these articles out there, and it's typically retired or people who were once, or, or people who served in the Obama EPA, uh, and they just don't want any part of this. Uh, they'll focus on the disparity, again, that uh, communities of color or, or marginalized segments of our society are being impacted more. Well, you, you can't suggest folks in those areas go all in by not using electricity, no heat in the homes, you know, uh, if they want to breathe easier. Breathe easier. Uh, it's, we're always going to see a, it's about marginalized people lifted up uh, as a, do it for these poor kids, you're a white supremacist. Um, there is, in fact, there's a, a political piece, a hit piece buried in there. Political's Renuka Rasayam, Rayasam, excuse me, put out a hit list of Republican AGs, so probably so BLM could harass them, right? Or Antifa could get them later. Um, here's a great example West Virginia's Patrick Morrissey was on the list. Um, just so you know, attorneys general are the new way to sidestep Congress to avoid having to legislate. If you can get them to sue, uh, you can get your way. And you can maybe also maybe be able to avoid some of the government accounting office and the economic impact stuff work by sneaking it in the back door through, you know, uh, from the bench. So uh, the Attorney General of West Virginia, uh, Patrick Marcy, was speaking about the problem, uh, the problems in Obama's clean power plan. Uh, Politico decided there's never any Democrat tomfoolery, and if so, if it's a green thing, it must be true. Uh, 
Ryasam hit on the carbon emissions aspect in this political piece um, and likely that we because they want us to pay the world for us doing what we're doing now our carbon emissions are going down our output's been going up so we're doing the right thing we have lower and lower emissions and we're doing more and more and we're sharing uh, types of technologies that other countries can use to similarly lower their emissions uh, now again the bottom line is if Republicans can keep energy alive. Democrats don't like it. Notice that, that thread. Ukraine electric, Chinese electric, Russian electric, uh, or gas, energy. It's, it's all about controlling energy. They see energy is so, so important to everything. They want to control energy. And then they're going to do, they're, that's where they're going to make their money. Uh, we've heard cries that Republicans shouldn't be allowed to even debate environmental issues for years, six years now, something like that. Uh, last time I checked, that's not democracy. So uh, they do have, I believe it's six right now, states, you know, attorneys general. They're suing to get the Green New Deal over the finish line. They get a couple of these judges that are sympathetic. And I believe somebody intercepted communications between one of those judges, federal, uh, I guess a district judge and he was giving them advice how to present the case to the court to get the job done so it's an inside job kind of thing um, the reason why they won't push this through congress is very near the end of obama's second term uh, we understand now that he knew and he held data in his hand that saw that the green new deal regulations would be would be career ending for anybody in politics right so somebody could try and do it. Uh, the AOC thing's kind of unique. You're not going to, you know, they just, they're going to vote for whoever's popular and young in, in that area, I guess. They just, they make sure the other candidates, it's completely unknown. So she can do that. And she's got uh, far more followers on in social media than anybody else. Because nobody's going to argue that cleaner air, water, and soil uh, are a bad thing. It's just the they they're very adept at switching the communication around to make people not even know what they're actually arguing about. And like I said, that sidestepping Congress is going to become very very big, very big. Uh, again, I'm not a doctor, but I know how to read. So when you see people saying things about health or um, the outcomes from health uh, services, there's always another thing we should be looking at. And what kind of doctor in his right mind wouldn't say, hey, you know what, I see, we're seeing a huge link between women of color smoking, uh, obesity, and maternal problems, maternal health issues, loss of life as being the worst, obviously. But I thought that was their job, was to save lives. And it really doesn't seem like that's kind of, uh, you know, th it seems like that's very secondary or even further down the list, I suppose. So when it comes to the Chinese calling out, I'm going to wrap it up on this. The Chinese calling out BLM and saying, we know you guys were using BLM as some su sort of stupid political stunt. Uh, it can backfire. Because here's my biggest fear. Uh, China enjoys 
the thought of America becoming more communist. Joe Biden enjoys the thought of America becoming a communist. He appreciates and understands and respects Xi Jinping's power thing that he has going on. Uh, he said so. So if this is all show, it's a way to push this ball, to, to push this ball even further. Uh, so if this is all show, the Harry Biden administration will be able to cave to BLM Antifa demands and say we need major, you know, criminal justice overhaul and basically just do away with the police as a fake solution to improve diplomatic, diplomatic relations around the communist world. And look, you can, every one of us can look for signs to validate that theory. Brain-dead Biden will probably use Blinken's humiliation to justify a power shift because we have Hollywood and Beijing would, right? So uh, why wouldn't they do that? Why, you know, it, they could actually try and say we need to restore whatever faith the world has lost in America thanks to Donald Trump or some sort of nonsense like that in their build back better thing. It's a Marxist pushed, push. And the, the plan has got to be to make America China again. If we see the Chinese Communist Party having helped further the goals of BLM and Antifa and socialism, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll see. It, that is my greatest fear with that episode, that that was theatrics, that was staged to justify doing, making some really bad moves in America. Well, that's it, patriots. Just keep your eyes peeled for this kind of garbage. Take care of yourselves and each other.